Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, June 3rd, 2022. It is Friday. You've made it to another Friday weekend, Warriors. I do hope that you have some fun things in store for your family this weekend. Time to get out and fellowship in spite of the calls to become one in the metaverse. Yes, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I follow people that attempt to stalk you and manipulate you and otherwise brainwash you into thinking that living your life in an alternate reality, otherwise known as vain imaginations outside of fellowship, is a healthy, godly, and otherwise civilized uh, you know, way of proliferating our existence. Um, I call those people out and draw your attention to them so that you can make adult decisions for yourself and your family. Right. So your kids, if you're buying these things because you're like, well, everybody else has them. And what am I? I've never seen a bunch of zombie generation parents in my life. Some of your kids still don't drive and don't give me the excuse that it's just too expensive to put little Johnny on our insurance. Well, it was expensive for my family too, but guess what that meant? That that meant that little Monica had a job, a J-O-B. So you are without excuse for having these weak, little, flimsy children, teenagers, young adults, and you wonder why we have a mental health crisis in the country? And you think more legislation? You think you're going to be able to legislate your way out of this? I'm going to show you a clip of something. Some of you have seen it on Twitter, but for those of you in my podcast world, you probably missed the grandstanding that has only just begun because keep in mind, they only have a few months left in their mind. People who still think the election grid is intact uh, believe that they only have a few months left to grandstand and to champion. And that goes for your illustrious GOP as well. People who are in favor of red flag laws. What part of you shall not infringe or otherwise molest or encroach upon my Second Amendment right, do you not understand? Am I speaking in a foreign language? Was that written in a foreign language? At that time, we did not have Press 3 for English. I'm a mother. I'm a new grandmother. I'm a minister of the gospel. I have compassion. I have grace. I have mercy. And most importantly, I have the mind of Christ, which tells me that my ability to protect myself, my family, and others, if need be, from anyone attempting to take our lives, including but not limited to, as it is stated by our founding fathers, a tyrannical government, coming to my home to force injections, Who knows what's coming? I'm not saying they've done that yet, although administratively, that is exactly the type of tyrannical rule that we've been under for two years. 
two weeks, two years, longer. It's been longer. The repercussions of this whole geopolitical snow globe. That's what it is. That's what we're living in. We're living in a snow globe, although someone has the snow globe in their hand and they get to control how they shake it and when. And the rest of us, little figurines in the snow globe. Matter of fact, hold on just a minute. I have a snow globe right here. Hold on. Okay, ready? And look, it says, can you read that? It says love. This is us. Here's your geopolitical bad actors, including every industrial complex you can think of. Shake, shake, shake. False flag. Shake, shake, shake. COVID. Shake, shake, shake. Monkey herpes. Shake, shake, shake. I'm not really a girl. I'm a giraffe. Shake, shake, shake. We're coming for your guns. Shake, shake, shake. Ukraine. Shake, 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 shake. Putin bad. Super shake. And here we are. This is us, minus that big fat word in the middle that we are called to live every day that equals life, love, and liberty. And if you are attempting to usurp my God-given right to protect myself, my family, and those around me who may need protecting, in an instance, you, my dears, our public enemies, number one. Sorry, it is written. I have a God-given right to protect my life and to protect the life of others. So that's how I feel about that. But for those of you who missed this grandstanding, okay, this is really important. This is good stuff. Actually, you know what? I think I'm on Matt Walsh. So we're going we're gonna to skip over Matt for just a second. Where did my grandstander go? Hold on a sec. Oh, my goodness. Where did he go? Oh, this is all Matt Walsh, which I could just start with Matt Walsh. I mean, speaking of grandstanders, not Matt, uh, but the all these, I don't know what they are. What are they, non, non-binary? We're not sure. We're not biologists whatever is in this documentary. Uh, So, yeah, let me, you know what? Let me just play, let me play Matt's because we're going to get into this too because this is all part of it. The snow globe. This is all part of it. This is to keep you completely rattled, off off kilter, off, uh, you know, because it's all built on sand. If you are not rooted in faith, inerrant truth, some of you are like, oh my gosh, sounds like a Christian zealot. No, I'm not. And I'm not saying that you can't practice what you want to practice, but I'm a minister, so I'm speaking to my audience who follows my belief system. And if you don't, that's totally cool. You're still welcome here. Many of you don't, and that's fine. But this country was founded upon Judeo-Christian principles, and you will never convince me otherwise. And if you're an attorney and you deny that, I don't know what to think about that. I mean, you have read Leviticus. Okay, so let's let's start with Matt. Okay, let's start because Matt right now is trending big time uh, across all platforms because of a documentary 
that he has just released. I have not seen it. I do plan on seeing it this weekend. I know some of you are upset because it's not free. Uh, These things do cost money, although I do believe this is a public service. So at some point, I do hope that it is available to people who may not otherwise uh, be able to afford it. People who really need to hear it. Who are not going to spend their money to watch it. But if it's free, they'll watch it just for the sake of criticizing. But they may actually pick up a nugget or two, right? So let's let's. A woman is not anything in particular. There is not one particular thing. It could be many things to many people. Some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. I do not have penises. I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. How do I know if if I'm a woman? That's a great question. A woman is not anything in particular. (laughs) There is not one particular thing. It could be many things to many people. Some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. I like scented candles. I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. How do I know if if I'm a woman? That's a great question. Oh, gosh. This is like, hold on. This is not his trailer. (laughs) But it serves its purpose, right? But that is not his trailer. Hold on a second. Let's go over to Matt. He's got his trailer pinned to his account. And now we'll get to watch it. It's approximately two minutes in length. For those of you who are listening via podcast, here we go. <laughs> well, you're at the Women's March. You must have some idea. Please, if, if one person could tell me what a woman is. You are not here for women. We ask you to leave. What is that? I'm a husband. I'm a father of four. I host a talk show. I give speeches. I write books. I like to make sense of things. A woman is not anything in particular. There is not one particular thing. It could be many things to many people. Some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. I like scented candles. I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. How do I know if if I'm a woman? That's a great question. You're not a scientist. You're not a gender studies major. No. How do you know that you're a man? I guess because I got a dick. (laughs) Can a man become a woman? I I can't really answer that. Women only know what women are. Are you a uh, cat? No. Can you tell me what a cat is? You want to tell us what a woman is? I'm a biological woman that medically transitioned to appear like a male. I will never be a man. And so they go on the internet and they're told that all their problems will be solved if they become a man. So you worry that there there could be a sort of social contagion element of this? A teeny tiny bit, maybe. It got me at 42. Your child doesn't have a chance. And you're affirming it with hormones that have never been used in this way. Puberty blockers, which are completely reversible. Completely reversible. One of the drugs used is Lupron, right? Which mm-hmm. has actually been used to chemically castrate sex offenders. You know what? I'm not sure that we should continue with this interview. So you don't want to talk about the drugs that you give to kids? or How can they be removing the healthy breasts of 15-year-old girls? There are masculine girls. There are feminine boys. What are we going to do about that? Carve them up? How can this whole thing be happening, Matt? I wanted us to have a safe place to be able to talk about this. Part of me wants to ask why you care so much. I care about the truth. I care about children. I care about the women who are having their opportunities stolen from them. Is it transphobic to tell the truth? The interview's over. Let's turn off the cameras. Excuse me. They're fair. I just wanted to know what is a woman. And you're not going to find out. Based on what I'm saying, would you ever want to move to America? (laughs) They say no. Never. (laughs) I'm not blame you.
there you have it. Okay. So that's the trailer for Matt Walsh's What is a Woman? Okay. Um, right now, I want to get, hold on, I'll go to that in just a minute. Let, let's stay on this for a second. Okay. So, even, I don't care what it costs, I hope you as parents and grandparents will get your hands and educators and law enforcement and the medical industrial complex will all get your hands on that, on that documentary this weekend. You are without excuse to, from you need to educate yourself on what is happening to our children. And you heard what the person said who transitioned into a man from a full-fledged woman, your kids don't stand a chance. You know, I've had conversations with people in my spaces around um, this trans movement to uh, Disney's movement and push to reimagine, for kids to reimagine themselves. And um, I've had gay and bi and lesbian people come up to speak to say they are adamantly against that. And they are also against um, children being subjected to a conversation around homosexuality at a young age, which was kind of surprising to me, I'll be honest with you, because I thought, hmm, okay, well, if most... So that begged the question for me as an, as an, as an inquisitive minister. I'm curious... If does that mean that you are gay or bi or uh, lesbian by nature or by nurture? And several people admitted that it was by nurture. And it was not until something happened, and it wasn't molestation. There was something that occurred in this one individual's life who was shamed up like big time publicly shamed about and privately uh, by his mother for something that had occurred between him and uh, a girl, a little girl. He was young. He was extremely formidable. And he was shamed into silence about what happened. And you know how we are as kids. Everybody's like, well, what is that? I don't have one of those. What do you have, right? And playing doctor and, you know, I mean, that was my generation. That might explain a lot. But we were like, "What? why do you have that, right? And there was nothing sexual about it as much it was as much as it was exploratory it was it was inquisition it was like it was curiosity it was like hmm why do you have something different than me what does that thing do so but it wasn't indoctrination it wasn't anything perverse and so you all you do in those moments is just set up healthy boundaries for your children to understand their bodily agency there's a word of today, their bodily autonomy, which the left does not want to honor whenever it comes to things like injections because they're morbidly scared. They're morbidly internally terrorized by the prospect of dying. And so if they think that that you not taking an injection or wearing a mask is going to cause them to kick the bucket early, then you owe them and the whole world and your kids and your dog and your cat and your giraffe and your pet goldfish, you know, you owe it to the universe to do what's right. Lay down your arms and also get an injection all in one space because that's the loving thing to do. 
That's another way that this little word right here and this being is constantly manipulated. Remember the snow globe? Shake, shake, shake. That's what we're living in right now. And here's love right in the middle of that. But God is always used. Love is always used against humankind. Always. It always has been. I imagine the conversation with Adam and Eve went something like this. Well, if you love me, you would eat it. If you love me, you would take a bite. And Adam's probably like, well, yeah. He did say you were flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. He did say we were one. So if you did it, I may as well do it. And if I love you, then I love myself. And if I love myself, I love you. See how that it's a spirit of manipulation is what it is. So it's nothing new. It's just that it's running rampant in this country right now, actually across the globe. Right. But as it pertains to these conversations around sexuality with your little people, boundaries are important. Your little people shouldn't be afraid of others and they shouldn't be, you know, touching other little kids and exploring during nap time and, you know, going into trans closets and they shouldn't hear about their teachers' sexual preferences, about positions. They shouldn't read about these things until a certain age. You know, all there's an appropriate time and place for everything unless you don't want your children to know, you know, about homosexuality um, at all. Then you're going to have to, like, good luck, put them in a bubble. They will be bubble children, which doesn't work. So you just have to have conversations, right? But this particular gentleman was shamed and believes that because of that shame, he went inward and like really deeply inward. And he became extremely shy and, and very standoffish toward women, toward girls. And so he goes on to tell the story about how once he moved to the West Coast um, and he was a young man, he found himself in an environment with people, nurture, uh, who were attracted to him that he didn't really have to work hard at, you know, receiving attention. Um, He didn't have to pursue anyone. You remember that whole male-female pursuit thing, right? I know we have it completely upside down where women pursue men, which is a whole other show. Uh, But in this case, he decided that it was just too much work to pursue women. Plus, there was so much shame and confusion built around that that he didn't notice. I said confusion, that he did not want to put himself out like that. And so he didn't, but men, and he's a very attractive man, and he was in an environment where homosexuality was prevalent. And so they saw him, and they pursued him, and he said yes. And I would imagine, I mean, he still um, aligns with homosexuality as a gay man. I don't know whether or not he's practicing gay sex, uh, but... I was stunned because I thought, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Why do you think as a gay man who most people will say in the defense is normally, well, we're born this way. And so I was like, whoa, okay, nurture nature. Where, where are you on this, on this spectrum? And he very readily gave his testimony in that space. And it was really powerful for me um, because it was so transparent it's really scary for people to do that. And so I always honor people who will 
bring their their truth of their of their experiences out in in some not some bombastic shove it down your throat way well this happened to me and so now it's you have to do it too you know and it wasn't like that at all it was just a civil conversation about well why do you think that children should not be subjected to homosexual relationships as a homosexual with in the midst of this firestorm of your children being sexualized from the womb into eternity. That dude, that woman who trans who transitioned into a dude on that trailer with Matt Walsh, 1000% correct. Your children don't stand a chance without you. So sure, I have these conversations, which are very dangerous conversations to have. I understand that. But anyone who listens to my show knows I'm not a bigot. I'm a Christian. I'm a straight up female who loves men. And so I understand the curiosity about uh, homosexuality. Some of you don't. You think it's just grotesque. Um, you and I've ministered to countless people that you would be shocked how many people in your communities, especially in your churches, you know, how many, how much lesbian porn is on the rise for women who are, who are self-professed, uh, heterosexuals. The curiosity is there, right? And I think, you know, an easy way to kind of tie a bow around this particular piece of our conversation today is to say that anytime before you go directly to the perversion of that or to the reprobation of that, it's very important to understand what I believe the underpinnings of that are. And when the man is removed from his God given office in manhood, his assignment, if you will, to cover, to protect, to provide, to build, to provide safe haven for a woman to be a woman, not abusive, not uh, disparaging, not inequity, inequity, sorry, not inequitable relationships. Uh, not power driven, but simply office driven, uh, position in creation driven. And only when a man is yielded to his creator can he successfully navigate that role, that office, that position. And so I believe you have not only spiritual things going on, I understand that. But when the man can be removed from the assigned office in creation that I believe men, by virtue of my faith and my understanding of my faith, in the order of human creation as a race, notice a race across all colors, all ethnicities, all cultures, when that is upended, when that is completely flipped, when that is subjected to love is in a snow globe of craziness 
and and science has erected itself, and we have worshipped at that altar for decades of science, especially in this country. So whenever the god of science, lowercase g, and Baal and all of those guys decide the spirit of Jezebel, you know, they all work in tandem in that kingdom. When they rise to attempt to take claim to what is rightfully God's in the way of human creation, I believe the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the father of all living spirits, right? Then you've got yourself a showdown, (laughs) And that's what's happening right now. And you have women who will look at Matt Walsh sitting two feet away from him and say, well, women have penises. No, I don't. No matter how many of them you buy, what speed you get, what girth, you will never be a man. Sorry. No matter how beautifully attached Something is and built out to your vagina. No, you will never be a man. It won't happen. And if you will go back and listen to the archives of um, my series that I did, I broke it up into episodes um, around this whole trans indoctrination. It was just a couple of weeks ago. You can go directly to, I encourage you to listen to that entire series but you can go directly to the conversation uh, that involves psychologists, medical professionals, as well as legal professionals who entered into the conversation, one of my Twitter spaces. And there's a very in-depth conversation around embodiment that you all need to understand. And for some of you listening, because I've noticed my numbers, which is really fascinating to me. I watch my numbers. I mean, I have thousands of people who listen to uh, my podcast daily. I, I don't have hundreds of thousands or millions, but I have thousands. And every one of you, if I had one person, it would matter just as much to me. One. And so I notice, I check my fluctuations to see the barometer of where you guys are and the topics that matter to you. And what's really interesting is that you're still stuck on Congress. And whenever I had... Uh, a conversation around homosexuality this week, uh, I noticed my numbers dropped off. You guys in the church don't want to have this conversation. I know you don't. Now, you want to condemn gay people to hell, but you don't, or death. Some of y'all are excited about that, and it's wrong. It is absolutely wrong. None of us should be excited about the loss of a single soul. In eternity, beginning now, because eternity is now. But it was pretty astounding to see those numbers just crash. Now, they may pick up, but as of yesterday, um, the LGBTQ conversation is not something that you guys are paying attention to because you've written that whole corporate entity off. And you kind of think, well, I'm not my kid. You know how many parents were on that show in that series? Gabrielle Clark, you need to follow her if you're not. Uh, You know how many parents have had to claw and scrape and literally run for their lives and the lives of their children from local and state government to get in the school system, which which has become part of law enforcement, 
who were attempting to transition her daughter. It is happening across the country. If you'll go back and listen to those archives, you will hear that they are, in fact, coming for your children. And I don't say that as some over-the-top, you know, conspiratorial nutbag. Uh, That is exactly what's happening. So you should be equipped. And there are ways to have these conversations with people, with your kids, with, with young people. And I got to be honest with you, you, after the, after the videos I've seen on libs of TikTok and other things, I'm not on TikTok, nor do I ever plan on being on TikTok. Um, but the little stuff that's shown, you know, on mass to the rest of us, um, you know, teachers in your public schools where your public schools are completely adorned in pride flags, but no one stands for the pledge of allegiance. So they are, they are encouraging your children to pledge allegiance to this particular new religion. And it's not a new religion, but the manifestation of it in this country is new to this extent. And so if you are okay sending your little people into those battle zones, completely ill-equipped, you guys are worried about mass shooters. For those of you who are like, well, do you think teachers should have guns? Hell no. No. Not in this lifetime. You can't even trust them with basic biological science curriculum and you want to arm these people and then send your kids to them? And for those of you who cannot comprehend that I'm not referring to all educators, obviously, but your administrations as well, or some of you are like, well, maybe we should just, you know, put like an arsenal closet in the school. Oh, sure. That sounds like a wonderful idea. Yeah, that sounds great. Right. Just have a safe because you have so much time to get to a safe to deal with a school shooter. Do you still not understand that these people are, um, in my humble opinion, these folks are already on a radar and they're basically wound up and sent out. And law enforcement, as far as my sources tell me, in about 85 to 90% of the cases of mass shootings, school shootings particularly, those folks have been on law enforcement's radar. Now you tell me who's to blame. Certainly not gun manufacturers you know, ammo suppliers, it's not Republicans, it's not conservatives. No, this is manipulation at the highest level. This is warfare. This is cartel infiltration. Also partnering with our law enforcement and our government on many levels, as has been shared with you here on this show by people who are positively to be trusted as sources. So, but you guys are like snow globe. You're distracted. And what they're telling you is if you love school shooting, but if you love your kids, your neighbor's kids, if you love this country, if you love humanity, then you will lay down 
your ability to defend yourself or anyone else around you, whoever needs defending. And that's where it's going. Some of you will listen to this and go, oh, this is so over the top. They're just coming for, you know, those military grade. You even have generals swearing to it now. It's unbelievable, traitors. Uh, they should, they, their retirement should be pulled. All of their brass and ribbons and all that should be burned. Anyone who's telling you that this is a good idea and that somehow an AR-15, the, the birthplace of that, is, is like that makes you a militia member because you own one or manufacture one, no. That is ridiculous. You should take all those ribbons off of your jacket, sir. It's crazy. Love. If you really loved me, you would do this. You would let me run over you. And so, but that's where it's going. It starts with red flag laws. It starts with registration, right? It starts with background checks. Well, not everybody is sane enough to have a weapon. Well, sure, duh. We know that since the beginning of time. But look around other nations. If someone wants to do harm, they will. And some of you are like, yeah, but, you know, if he, and some of you don't want to believe that this particular shooter in Texas uh, had a nine millimeter when other people have been reporting that. So you kind of have to wonder about the narrative and what that's about. But you guys are like, y'all are getting ramrodded, in my humble opinion. In the meantime, your kids are being preyed upon in your schools. That is 1000% correct. So, uh, I do want to find this though. Hold on. I'm going to go over. Actually, let me do this. So you guys don't have to live through all of that with me. I'm going to go over here for a second. And, uh, I'm going to look for this because this is really important for you to understand how committed they are to, uh, taking your weapons and not just, uh, AR 15s. So if you've never donated to the NRA, you probably want to consider making a donation today. Uh, now, I do find this particular uh, theater slightly comical because, A, um, he had to read from his transcript the entire time, from his script the entire time. Also, he is from the state uh, where people are legitimately stabbed in broad daylight. Crime is like up through the roof by like 5,000% in New York. And so I want to, uh, I want you to hear, especially for those of you in, uh, in podcast land. Oh, there's Jerry Nadler. Good grief. I got to tell you, I do want to send a shout out to representative Thomas Massey. Um, and he, <laughs> Thomas Massey proposes an amendment that would allow 18-year-olds who register for the draft to buy guns. Jerry Nadler opposes on grounds that 18-year-olds' brains haven't matured yet. Massey points out that they'll send them to war but not let them buy a gun. Yeah. You guys can go to war, but you can't even buy a, you know, a cocktail, a shot at a bar. We're so ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you can't even take us seriously on some of this. Um, okay, okay, here we go. I'm I'm getting there. Give me a second. I did not have that. I was not sure I was going to go here today uh, with him, but I'm but I'm going to. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Is this him? No. 
That's uh, Representative Massey again, who, you know, if if I was only allowed one representative, it would probably be uh, Mr. Massey, although I do have a, a bone to pick. Okay, here we go. Get ready, y'all. This is good stuff. Our this is lives, how they're coming the same for you. as you did when you were kids, but we can't let you get away with this anymore. Enough is enough. Enough of you telling us that school shootings are a fact of life when every other country like ours has virtually ended it. Enough of you blaming mental illness and then defunding mental health care in this country. Enough of your thoughts and prayers. Enough. By the way, this is Representative Mondaire Jones, a Democrat out of New York. Here we go. Enough. You will not stop us from advancing the Protecting Our Kids Act today. You will not stop us from passing it in the House next week, and you will not stop us there. If the filibuster obstructs us, we will abolish it. If the Supreme Court objects, we will expand it, and we will not rest until we have taken weapons of war out of circulation in our communities. Each and every day, we will do whatever it takes to end gun violence, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. What we will do... Sounds a little bit like an it's insurrection. not fail the children of this country the way that you have failed us. The generations of Columbine, Sandy Hook, Parkland, and Uvalde. I yield back, Madam Chair. There you go. So I believe that's a lot of grandstanding. But the problem is you have uh, key Republicans who are willing to go along with this. So what do you do? Well, the first thing you can do is stop posting pictures of your arsenals. I've been shouting about that for over a year. This is not the time to bloviate about what you own and what you don't own or what you're going to acquire. It's just not expedient. A, it's in poor taste in light of things that have occurred and lives that have been lost. B, it doesn't matter. And you end up putting yourself on your very own red flag list. (laughs) So I would encourage you to stop doing that and to get smart about making sure that your family is protected and that, um, you know, peacefully so. Um, again, this isn't, I don't think this has to be a snow glow moment of hysteria around guns, but they're bloviating right now. And and they see this as a campaign mailer opportunity. You have to understand that they're going to create more crises because they need them in order to manipulate their standard base, which is how they've always related to their base as Democrats. Always. They always create victims and then attempt to remedy the victimhood. That is their MO, period, end of story, always has been. And sadly, it looks like it always will be. And so just just know that that is part of the political uh, opining that is happening right now. The thing you should be paying attention to if you're conservatives are the conservatives who are going along to get along. Yeah. (laughs) And so, and take your peace, right? And for him to say, we're tired of hearing our thoughts and prayers are with you. You know, if we were praying as the body of Christ and we were uh, praying with supplication and fasting, 
right? If we were taking Christ's admonition seriously and we were fasting and praying and we were serious about it, we would start to see certain things in this country that are manifesting in the way of evil and and tyranny. We would see them implode upon themselves if that's what we're praying for. And then you can take your peace and get on about your day. And God will instruct you on how to insert yourself into the equation, whether it's through, uh, you know, civic involvement, running for office, local and state office, uh, municipal, right? Uh, Making sure that your sheriffs understand what their duties and their office entails, what their power entails, which is pretty significant, right? You guys need to be shoring up your states and your communities, peacefully, right, thoughtfully, with precision. That's what I would be doing. And that's what I am doing in my work. And so I hope that inspires you to take your peace. You hear this, you see it, it can be maddening. It is It is meant to inflame. It is meant to incite you to violence. It, whether it's in your own mind, against yourself, against your family, against your community, against others, this is what they do. This is how they operate. And they have to... They have to create a monster so that there's a victim for, so that the victim sees, right? And then they, they create the monster and then they differentiate between you, the Republican, white, Christian, nationalist monster, and all of the other people who are just subjected to, they're subjects of your, of your nationalism, of your faith, of your America first-isms, to Jesus, uh, the color of your skin. Uh, they're just subject, and your propensity to, um, you know, honor the Second Amendment by arming yourself to protect your own family um, against tyranny and crime and craziness. Um, so the victims... Always see themselves as victims. There has to be a boogeyman. And sadly, people who look like me end up getting to be the boogeyman right now. (laughs) But I don't own that title, and you shouldn't either. Because that's not who we are. I'm not a deplorable. I'm completely forgivable. God says so. So are you. So there's that. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, So let me run back over here to uh, StreamYard. (laughs) And, and, and I, and I do want to, I do want to say this, I've talked all week about this, right? As we entered into the month of no humility. And for those of you who are like, what do we do? Our kids. And you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear the talk about how to love people in the midst of sin. And I need to clarify something. As I read through those scriptures yesterday, some of you are like, well, wait a minute, Monica. You know, you said uh, yesterday that God, uh, you know, that somehow the cross, you know, forgives. Well, the cross does forgive all sins, but there is a caveat. There's a if this, then that, then a but, then all the right. But he, but here's the thing: we're called to repent. So I listed all all of the folks, all of the practices. You know, when the word says people who do these things will not enter in, that's practice. People who practice this these particular sins will not enter in. And why would you? 
Why would you enter into a holy eternity if you rejected holiness on this side of eternity and you were actually given the opportunity to receive the gospel of Christ? I don't know. I don't make those decisions in the end and neither do you. And the Bible tells us to quit fretting about who went up and who goes down and who's going sideways. That's not our role. But as a minister of the gospel, um, I do not add to it and I don't take away from it. And so I want to make sure that everyone understands that what I read yesterday, while I did reconcile what the Bible refers to as the sin, the falling short of the glory of God, in creation as created human beings meant to proliferate, meant to expand the image of God in the human form with his spirit intact inside of us. That's how we were created according to my belief system. You don't have to believe this. But I'm speaking to people who do believe this. Okay? There are sins Falling short of the glory and homosexuality is listed. I didn't write it, so don't kill the messenger. You did that to Jesus. Thank God you weren't able to keep him down. Thank God he rose, and that was my point, is that it is a sin. It's right there in the word. But there is, you know, in the Old Testament, nobody got out of that one alive. But in the New Testament, Jesus came to, he didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. And so there is a way for us to repent. But all of that is predicated upon your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Not my relationship for you. And it is not my place to condemn people. It is also not my place to stand by idly and watch as an entire corporate entity, a machine in the way of an industrial complex, makes its way through my country, attempting to devour as many children as it can. No. There's something else. James 127 Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. I keep sharing that with you because people have objections to uh, religion. And they always use that term. I don't like organized religion. And so I'm like, okay, well, here's pure religion undefiled. There you go. And keeping yourself unspotted from the world. Well, what does that mean? What are the spots of the world? It's the world's thinking, the world's feeling, the world's believing, the world's behaving. And there's a very clear line of demarcation. (laughs) There's a line of delineation between what's right, what's wrong, what's holy, what's unholy. What leads to life, what leads to death. That is not extremism. That is not any kind of an ism at all. That's what I believe And I think that that is easily entreatable because that's what the word says the gospel is. Right? It is first peaceable. So my conversations this week around this, uh, my intention and my tone, my candor, has all been to be easily entreatable. 
because I hate the division and I hate the strife and I hate the confusion and manipulation. I hate that kingdom. I hate it. And I love people enough to wade out into these waters and have these conversations because they're necessary. And you know what? When you're speaking the truth, here's the truth of the matter. God's got your back and it may not be popular, but it's necessary. And I do want to leave you with one other. I'm going to go to my page and find this. Give me one sec. Directly in line with this conversation, I found this. I just happened to stumble upon this tweet today. It's pretty amazing. Huh? Okay, here we go. So, this, um, okay. So, this guy says, this is on Twitter, okay. This guy says, I am gay and I disavow all things gay pride oriented. The trans agenda, the grooming and monstrous entitlement that now defines the LGBTQ movement. And this is a gentleman on my Twitter feed. So when I saw that, I was like, that's exactly what I've been telling you guys this week. There are many people who are with Jim. Many people who practice homosexuality or who otherwise align with that uh, sexual expression who are really tired of getting rolled into the vat, this machine of the corporate machine. And everyone and their brother in corporate America is celebrating um, Pride Month. Everybody's got their colors ready. And I've asked you all week, what do pride and humility have in common? Right? What do love and pride have in common? So, thank you, Janet Yellen, for making my job so much easier because my listening audience is flocking to get information and moving. Uh, large amounts of their 401ks over into Goldco. And you too can get information about how to do that along with $10,000 or more of free silver once you move your uh, said accounts into uh, Goldco. So you can find more information about that. MonicaMatthews.com backslash Goldco. No one's going to blow up your phone and harass you and show up at your door with, uh, you know, with what are those things called? Tracks, <laughs> gold code tracks. <laughs> it's not like that. As a matter of fact, I am planning uh, right now in the beginning stages, I'm planning to put something together uh, that will bring all of you together who are interested in more information. There will be a representative from gold co who will, uh, who is uh, qualified and registered to be able to hold a conversation around things of this nature with you. But I do look forward to hosting that. So again, in the meantime, you can receive just a simple call from them and start the conversation at monicamatthews.com backslash gold co. Uh, also, 
uh, Father's Day is coming up. Speaking of men, uh, I'm preparing to uh, embark upon a three-day excursion with uh, three of my favorite guys. And uh, we are going to talk about all things men. That is coming up at the end of this month. Um, I do not know if we're going to live stream yet. All of that is still in conversation, but I am very excited because we are going to bring our conversation to you. So while we're talking about what is a woman, we're also going to be talking about what is a man. So that's coming up. And we know for sure that fathers are fathers and they need love too. And they do enjoy gifts. As much as men rail against gifts, I think it does still matter to them to know that they've even been thought of, respected enough, honored enough to have been remembered. So you can use my code at MyPillow.com, Monica, MyPillow.com, Monica. Also, as you know, a big proponent of your health. So uh, ZStackLife.com backslash MM. And, you know, I want to leave you with this. Like I said in this uh, snow globe, so glad this was here. I keep this on my desk. It says love. I keep this on my desk as a reminder um, to love and who love is, right? I have to have reminders some days because the world is so crazy. And I have referred to what we're living through right now, actually since 2020, as a snow globe. Because that was the visual that I got in my prayer time about what we're dealing with, with all the manipulation and confusion and people don't know what's up or down or what's legal, what's not, who, who to believe. I mean, injustice is rampant, which is the real tragedy. Because people talk about fairness. One reason why I hate that word fair is because what we should replace that word with is just. And people really believe right now there's not any justice in the world. I think some of you are going to be really surprised to see where our close to $100 billion aid in our war with Russia. You're going to have to start calling it what it is. Some of you still think we're sending aid to Ukraine. You're going to be really surprised whenever you see how these weapons come back and point at us. Laundering is rampant. So try to enjoy your weekend. Take your peace. You're going to start seeing a lot more about nationalism, isms, Christian, extreme Christianism, extreme nationalism. And uh, and I just saw a headline that involved Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, because the left hates her. And so does the GOP, coincidentally. Um, but there's something about extremism. I don't know. Some Christian nationalism stuff. Here's the deal. If you are a Christian, I have these conversations with you all because I hope to encourage you to restore your courage to really live your faith. It's not as bombastic as people think that it is. And the only way to recur, to truly, truly practice Christianity without becoming a zealot, an ignorant zealot on top of that, is to um, fellowship with the word. So this will be my call to you as well. If you would like to sign up for my uh, word studies, you're welcome to do so. Uh, we're coming up um, in two weeks. We will begin. Is that right? No, in three weeks we will begin our new um, our new session. I'm not sure what the subject will be. We first started with discernment 
and then trust. Uh, and I have no idea what father has in store for everybody. So we'll see. And everyone's welcome. It doesn't matter what you believe. I've had Satanists reach out to me. Okay. You know, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not intimidated by those things because I believe that Christ died for all. And so unless someone hears the gospel, how are they supposed to receive it? Right. And so if you'd like to sign up, you're welcome to email me at Monica at Monica Um, And please enjoy your families plan on how you're going to start having conversations with your kids, get involved in your communities, go to your local community markets that I know a lot of your little cities and towns, even next to me here in the city, we have a lot of them. Um, in, in little municipalities, uh, markets on Saturdays, go support those folks, support local growers, support local farmers, go get your kids in the car and go volunteer at a local farm, get their hands in the dirt, get them dirty, go have them, you know, sit next to a mechanic and learn how to build something, you know, take your country back by first getting right in your head and your spirit with God and then branching out from there. That's how this country started. Right. So we can do it again. All right. Love you guys. Have a good weekend. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. Remember if you're an American act like one, you can sign up for my podcast. It'll come directly to your phone and uh, my newsletters at monicamatthews.com until Monday.